Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Chainsaws and Claws, a killer monster podcast. I'm Rob the Cinema Drunkie. I'm Patrick Vicious. And today, uh, this is uh, the day after our special 50th episode. Um, and this is so the day to... after. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's, <laughs> it's the episode after, but uh, this is, uh, we, we already have a subtitle for it. This is Rob's sad episode. Because uh, we're going to be talking about two classics. Say the last one was Rob's happy episode. This is Rob's. <laughs> yes, because uh, we talked about two silent movies, so that made me happy. And now we're talking about two movies that uh, I'm not that big a fan of. Um, and the first entry in in our double is the original Friday the Thirteenth. Um, I know we've alluded to it. Well, I've alluded to it. Um. Uh, quite a few times on this show that uh, I'm not a fan of it, and uh, I felt, uh, w- you know, sooner or later I was going to have to explain why. And Patrick decided, like, hey, let's let's do this double right after uh, the fiftieth, and I'm like, <sighs> fine, fine, fine. So um, we're finally talking about Friday the Thirteenth, and uh, can can you hear the excitement in my voice? I'm 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 very excited to be talking about the original Friday the Thirteenth. I'm 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 so I'm so happy. Not, not, look. Record, I am excited. I just I have COVID. I'm trying to get over. So if it sounds like I am not excited, that is why. I actually do enjoy the film and am excited to talk about it. But any lack of enthusiasm will be that. And in Rob's case, it's just him being this. <laughs> but like, just go just. Ahead. Just, just going through the motions, um, because like, yeah. Um, so, so for starters, I, I do respect this movie. I do respect Friday the Thirteenth. I do respect um, its uh, as as evolution of slasher genre at at that point in time, um, because I mean, we we talk about like all the proto slashers, and then like you know the original you know blueprint of the slasher, which is John Carpenter's Halloween, and uh, right before in between Halloween and and this, we had uh, the first real um, ripoff of Halloween, which was the Toolbox Murders, and uh, this was the second because Sean Cunningham has admitted that he was basically just trying to cash in on the success of Halloween with this, and. Uh, yeah, and it shows because there there is no artistry in this motherfucker whatsoever. Um, well, in uh, Savini's uh, makeup effects, because uh, Savini's makeup effects are, are always a, a wonderful sight to behold. I know that's morbid to say, but uh, it is true. That man is a master of his craft, and uh, all his uh, special makeup effects work is beautiful. Um, I just find Sean Cunningham to be a just lackluster filmmaker. Um, that man has n- <coughs> never really made a movie that uh, I find to be good. I mean, the closest he'd probably come is uh, Deep Star Six, and that was fine. I mean, I I like that, but it's just whatever. Um, and this one is is probably his most well known movie, and people really love it, you know, and they really go go batshit nuts over it. But I'm just like, eh. You know, like we we've talked about uh, this a lot, and um, 
what is it the 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 reaction to slasher movies in the wake of the success of Halloween and how like critics were just very unkind to the genre and um I believe it is the the, the fault of this movie <laughs> uh not to put the entire blame on it but um see like what what I've noticed is that uh, critics weren't necessarily hard on the slasher genres because obviously there are uh, a few out in the fold that uh, critics respected, like Roger Ebert famously gave four stars to Halloween, um, and and he yeah he really enjoyed Halloween, and uh, obviously like Psycho and all that stuff, and you know Peeping Tom, and like we we go back and forth with all the other ones, but um, with with those movies have in common, like you know all the movies that came out before, was that uh, they all had something to say, you know. Like Halloween has something to say, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has something to say, Black Christmas has something to say. You know, they they, they all speak on a uh, a level beyond just you know, guy goes around murdering people. Um, and like the start of like, like I mentioned the two box murders, but particularly this because this is where like everything exploded after the success of Friday Thirteenth, where it's just like. We're we're gonna get some good looking teens or like you know thirty year olds that look like they could be teens, and we're we're going to kill them off in brutal ways. And it's like they like the Friday Thirteenth series has nothing to say, like nothing to say all the way like up until six. Like six is the the first movie I think in the franchise that actually has something to say, and coincidentally enough, it's 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 it's, it's saying something about itself like not just like this genre but its series as a whole you know is and that's why okay, like okay okay you know what fuck this i'm not now now no okay i held back for as long as i could i really did and because like my lungs hurt to talk but i i can't i can't fucking stop okay first of all i will start by saying for a long time, I did not like the original Friday the 13th because it was the one without Jason, as the same way that I didn't like Five for the same reasons. Um, Which is weird that people don't like Five, but they love One, and neither of them have Jason, so it's like that's... I didn't like either for a long time. I, uh, I, I can understand that, but you know what I'm saying? like the People were like, oh, we hate Five, and it's like, but One didn't have Jason as the killer either, and y'all love, fucking love that, so... No, but, like, but my whole thing was that... Um, I think it was the time that I had gotten the box set and I was working my way through them all like from because I'd never really done like a watch from like start to, to finish. Like I'd seen them all separately, like in whatever order, like just happened to be the case for years. Um, but when I got the box set from Stream Factory, um, I was like going back through it. I found that I really do like the first one a lot like not nearly as much as uh four or six or like i mean it's it's at best like the middle of the pack of the franchise like not like four or six or two like those are the top three as far as i'm concerned and probably most people are concerned um but um like the thing that i was like kind of struck by watching it again is like there is an argument to be made that like i don't think you're incorrect in like it being like it's a it's a cash grab, sure, but at the same time, like tons of exploitation films are literally just cash grabs. Like nobody made Blackula because like they were like, oh hey, we really have something to say about black people and vampires. 
it was because they were like, we're going to make a fucking movie for black people because they have money. And we're going to make it about vampires because who doesn't like vampires? So they made Blackula and Blackula rules. And it's like, or like Coffee or like Foxy Brown, whatever. It's like, none of those movies are necessarily, and I, I, I'm, not, I'm not disparaging them because I, I like the movies very much. But like, none of them necessarily have like something to say per se. They're just like, they were, they existed to basically to be like, people have money. We want their money. Let's give them something that they will want to spend their money on. And so I don't necessarily think a film being a cash grab is necessarily the worst thing in the world. I don't, I'm not I'm not really saying it is. I'm just saying that uh, the critics were uh, decidedly harsh, more harsh on the slasher genre than any other form of horror. Well, yeah, but that's also yeah. I mean, that was I think it was because it was such a glut of them. Yeah. But like the other thing that with the, the Friday Thirteenth though is that like that I uh, think it does deserve more credit than it gets for um, is yes it blatantly ripped off what came before in Halloween and such no one's disputing that however it also in its own way the reason I wanted to do this because basically the whole thing was we kept doing these like pairings of like kind of OGs. And then, like, ended up kind of just, like, breaking off half of the pairing for something else until I got to this, um, which I'm still happy with. But because um, it's, like, perfect summer double feature at the end of summer. But um, but what Cry 13th did, and I don't think you can have credit for, is really created a huge part of the aesthetic of slashers that still exist today. Like, yes, it is not necessarily, in terms of its filmmaking, anywhere near the caliber of John Carpenter and Halloween. That's for no damn one sure. Disputing that. No one's disputing that. No one's saying otherwise. But every fucking movie that takes place in a summer camp, which is a lot of fucking movies, like Burning, like you can go, go through... Like, obviously, all of these, this whole franchise, but, like, tons of movies, all of them have this in its DNA. Like, from a visual standpoint, everything is taking something from this. From, like, a storytelling standpoint, everything is taking something from this. So, yes, it's a blatant ripoff of Halloween. I'm not disputing that. But it does deserve more credit than I feel like it's being given because of what it did do just because it wasn't as like original doesn't mean it wasn't important no i i uh, i i fully respect this movie you know what i'm saying for what it did for the slasher genre you know what i'm saying and it's you know it, it's it's a milestone in in, a, in in the genre itself you know what i'm saying like the i mean as important as Hall- halloween is it 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 the, the slasher genre needed Friday the Thirteenth. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't you don't get, you know, a, a majority of the films you do in a franchise. Some some that you know we 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 not only respect and love as well without Friday the Thirteenth. My thing is this movie's fucking dull as fuck. I disagree, but okay. I I I, I find it dull. I find it very dull. I find the the, the characters insanely obnoxious. Um, only find one insanely obnoxious. 
they're, they're, they're all obnoxious to me. I just find uh, the one who's like, but also to be fair, <coughs> the character that I find obnoxious, the racist, is in real. No, wait, is he racist? But the is, is he is he the one that fucking does like the the Indian garb? Okay, yes, I guess that is racist. Okay, yeah, um, that, that is very racist. Also, I'm pretty sure he's Jewish, so like I don't know, it's a whole thing. Um, it's a weird, it was a weird time. Um, but to be fair, I will say. I still know those dudes. Like those dudes, definitely. That like, that's a that's a portion of a dude that exists. Like that existed then, that still exists now. Like there is dudes like that who are just like think that they are the funniest fucking person in the world, and that is all they have to offer the world, and that is half true. <laughs> like it is all you have to offer, and it's not a lot. But like, uh, I so I do hate that character, which is why I think it's annoying that his death happens off screen. But he is the only character in the movie that I dislike that I can think of. No, yeah. Um, also, um, the, the 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 main uh, the head counselor uh, Steve Christie, who was like he, uh, he he's very creepy with yeah. uh, Adrian King's character uh, Alice, you know, and um, but like yeah, I, I I Alice is probably the only character I truly sympathize with in here that I, I do not like anybody else i find them all like e- either obnoxious or just like you know just not even real characters just like basically like placeholders you know what i'm saying which would be a problem uh that you know would get noted in a lot of slasher movies where they just like they're just cannon fodder they're, they're, they're not even really people and like cunningham had noted that like you know we were just looking for people like you know you would find in a pepsi commercial you know, like good looking kids and you know, like just 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 murdered them. You know, and like <laughs> that's really all there is to this movie. See, you know, I disagree uh, though, because like A um again, I mean I wasn't alive at the time, but like the other thing is like, okay. <clears throat> like the whole thing is, um, like I don't know if this makes me sound like a sociopath. Um but like to be perfectly honest in life, most people aren't that interesting. Like, most people are very banal. That's why I usually don't have, like, random conversations with strangers, because, like, there's, like, that scene in, um, Seven, when he's talking about on the train, and the old man (laughs) talking to him about the weather and, like, other, like, pleasantry bullshit, Mm. and he just, he gets such a pounding headache that he vomits all over him. I was like, it's wrong! That I probably that I uh, relate to John Doe, the serial killer, in this moment, but I do, because like tons of people just talk about shit that doesn't matter, and I just think it's boring and whatever. That's 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 life. Like it's like I, I have like I I, I listen to people's interactions at work, and I'm just like, how do you people, how like how do you exist? Like how do you have conversations that just have no interesting content? What's I just don't understand. Like how does that not upset you on some level i don't understand but but to them they're perfectly fine that's just the life they want to live and that's that's how how they live life they don't know any better so it's fine Hmm. um it's kind of like uh i remember when i watched uh sherlock and uh speaking of me relating to uh you know sociopaths and villains um when there's the line um with moriarty and sherlock when he's like aren't ordinary people adorable like it's just like that's kind of my feeling it's just like they just don't, there's just nothing going on. All right, that's fine. Um, but like, so 
in the t in the context of like this, it doesn't bother me because that's real life. Like, especially, and I mean, again, this is gonna be mean, but I don't care. Um, because this, all of these people are boomers, like literally, like in the most like literal sense. Like they're all boomers. That are, I mean, like if they had been able to grow up, they would be boomers. Like now, we, we would refer to as boomers. Um, but this like, was boomers like, in their prime. I like, I like, I like how you say like if they had grown up. <laughs> well, they 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 were all murdered. So there you go. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> yes. Um, but because of that, uh, the, 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 the thing is that, that I have noticed is most people that are the most banal people on the planet are boomers. Um, so all of this to me ties together in, it's less of like it being not interesting and more than it's like cinema verite, <laughs> like it's like. John Cassavetes made people movies about people that were interesting. They were like, we're living interesting lives. And just no plot, really, just people. And this is that, but it's like the people aren't interesting. But what you get as a result of that is you get the joy of watching these uninteresting people get fucking murdered in really cool ways, which is rewarding. <laughs> to me as an audience member. So therefore, <laughs> I am happy with what I get from this film. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, and that's why uh, uh, this series became an outlier for that, you know, where it's just like, um, Jason was like the first slasher movie villain where he was essentially the hero of his franchise because you just wanted to see these people die. And it's like no, I I I love it. You know, as we stated before, uh, I love this franchise. This is why I think out of all the slash movie franchises, Friday Thirteen is the one we have the most episodes that we've covered the the movies on. Oh yes, and my uh, goal is to eventually do all of them. Yeah, um, the problem is is that it just like, and this is just more on Cunningham as a filmmaker because obviously. I like the rest of the series, you know, from two onward to eight is like some of my favorite slasher movies. Uh, like we've talked about how Jason lives, you know, is considered the first true masterpiece of the, uh, of the series, you know, say in, 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 in my opinion, because it was what I mean, like, I, I think six is the best one, but you said first and that that's my concern. Because I think four is the first, like, I mean, masterpiece of the series. And then, like, five is great, and then six ups the ante and makes the best one. But if we're saying first, I think the first masterpiece of the series is four. No, first but one. see, like, you know, like, the final chapter is, is like, you know, is, is great as a Friday the 13th movie. Like, you know, like, we, we've discussed this before. It's exceptionally well-directed by uh, Joseph Zito. And you know, you know, of course, featuring uh, returning uh, Tom Savini effects, and it's fantastic. But as for like a movie on a whole, I think Jason Lives um, is 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 the best one of them all. Oh, like, no, 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 I'm not disputing that. That is 100 percent true. Like, I'm just no. saying you said you said first. I'm just saying I'm just taking issue with the thing because I think they're both masterpieces. It's just that like 
fair enough, fair enough. Like six is the is the masterpiece, but like if we're taking the first masterpiece, I would say it would be four. But that's just me. No, no, I, I, I see what you're saying. It's just that, like, like I was stating earlier, like Jason Lives is the is the first film in the series that like really has something to say, like in regards to the slash franchise. And the funny enough, it's saying it it's saying it about itself, you know, where like it gets you know real meta with it, you know, what I'm saying the meta aspects, which will get go into greater effect in uh, Scream, like uh, a decade later, you know, it's just. Cunningham is such a fucking dull filmmaker. Like he, he just there, there's like this movie just fucking drags so badly. Um, and See, I don't really think it does personally. I, I, I think I, it, it's it's pretty brisk. Like it's only like eighty something minutes long. And, and and it feels it feels like a full uh, half an hour longer than it should have. It it just like Not to me, but okay. You know, it's just like uh, kid goes off and. Is chilling and gets murdered, and everybody, hey, where's this kid? Oh, like he disappeared, and then they get murdered, and then, uh, like the the the, the thing that annoys me the most about this movie is that the twist is is a cheat. Um, because like you have the whole thing where the the killer is concealed from view, so we don't know who's doing the killing. So it's like you watch enough of these movies, especially like uh, well. This this won't concern you because you're not a fan of Giallo, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but like you know the whole mystery of who the killer is, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's one of these people, and then it's like oh, it was them all along, and you don't really get that in Friday the 13th because uh, Mrs. Voorhees was never a fucking character throughout the movie to begin with. So it's like when she shows up and then revealed as the killer, well, who the fuck is she? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, she's oh, no she's a fan of the Christie's. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, like I'm getting revenge for my son who drowned. And it's like, who the fuck is that? Like, we don't we don't know nothing about uh 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 Jason yet. And like we haven't heard the story. She's the one telling the story. She just showed up for the last fucking 20 minutes of the movie. You know what I'm saying? To be like, I'm the killer, I was the killer all along. But we don't know you, lady. Who the fuck are you? You know, you just showed up in this this fucking grandma sweater, you know what I'm saying, and, and just just murdered everybody. And I mean, like that 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 that's the most annoying aspect of it because it's like it, it shows that Cunningham just really was like, well, Halloween did this and and this movie did that, so I guess I'll do it too. And this was like no real concern or or uh, idea of how these movies work effectively because it's just like Halloween made all the money, so it's like I'm going to do everything they did. And hope I make all the money, which For the record, did. I don't think it was a cheat, just by virtue of the fact that, like, it's a I cheat. Think if it, if, no, and I think if it was put in there as like one of us is the killer, and then you did that, I would have been like, that's a cheat. In this case, they don't tell you the killer is like they. In fact, they basically make it clear that the killer is probably not one of them, because the killer is killing people before they even get to the camp. So it's like. Um, and like you've seen separate groups and everything of getting to the camp. So it's like, to me, I don't think it's a cheat at all by virtue of the fact that like, it's never like the crux of the movie is never like, God, I wonder who the killer is. It's always just like, it's like, Oh Jesus, who's going to get killed next? And how are they going to get killed? So like when you make the reveal of Mrs. Voorhees and then she tells the story, whatever, and reveals that she's also, that shit insane and like has Jason fucking talking through her um 
some part of basically like a reverse Norman Bates. Um, it's like <clears throat> it's not a cheat to me because it's just like it's not like part of the plot. Like the plot was never like telling you, like setting up these kids and being like, one of them is the killer. It's like Scream, where it's just like you know one of them is the killer. And then, like, if it would just been, like, in the last second, been, like, oh, hey, it's, like, fucking Billy's mom, who they hadn't shown before. Yeah. They'd have been, like, what the fuck is happening? Why? You can't do this. This isn't fair. Like, in this case, I'm, like, yeah, no, that, that, this, this is totally fine and fair. And it actually annoys me less in this than, like, um, in other things, because, like, this, with her telling the story, is fine. Whereas, like, um, I'm not going to get too deep into it because I want to talk about it at some point, but... um. The Friday 13th remake, which I do really enjoy, but, like, I fucking hate the beginning of because it's the worst filmmaking I've ever seen in my life where, um, a fu- from a, at least from a good filmmaker, where Marcus Espel shows you Jason's origin story, like, has the counselor killing Jason's mom and Jason witnessing it. And then cuts to a group of kids and then has them sitting around a campfire, telling the story. What the fuck? Intercut that together. You don't need to show it to me and then tell it to me. Like, that's not how filmmaking works, you dumb son of a bitch. Like, I love you, Marcus Dispel, but what the fuck were you thinking? Like, I don't understand your logic. He wasn't but, like, thinking. It was a paycheck. Fair. But, like, um, but no, in this case, it was just, like, her telling the story, and it's, She's not exactly the most reliable narrator as, as it is. Because that's the thing I do love. That's the thing that we're kind of just... Throughout the whole series, it is kind of established where it's basically taking Mrs. Voorhees' word that uh, <laughs> Jason went swimming and basically counselors were all fucking, so therefore they didn't... Or they weren't paying any attention to him, and that's why he drowned. And I was just like... Okay, but I don't necessarily know that we can trust the word of this fucking clearly psychopathic woman who I'm 99% sure is just a thrill killer at this point. Because, like, when they go back to the, like, none of the kids at the fucking uh, camp this time obviously had anything to do with it. Because, like, they weren't even born yet when fucking Jason was going on his like, original, or was getting drowning the first time and she went on her original rampage. But, like, it's just, it's, it's like, it's a weird thing where it's just, like, it's just part of the canon where it's, like, ah, oh, yes, the counselors were, were off, like, fucking, and therefore, like, I don't necessarily know what they were. I feel like Jason might have just been, you know, doing, like, maybe swimming when he wasn't supposed to or something. Or perhaps there was another kid drowning, and they missed Jason drowning at the same time, which would have been a tragedy, but, like, whatever. But, like, it's because it weirdly became part of canon that she's correct that i'm like i don't necessarily know that we we why would never question this ever in the history of this franchise like yeah and, and it goes to show that how unreliable she is because obviously jason did not die um well you know it that's to be disputed because yes. the series says uh he died like uh, tommy says that uh, oh like we have to turn uh return Jason to his original resting place where where he he originally died and that's at the bottom of the lake. So like the series is saying that he did die, he did drown, but uh you know what I'm saying that's been disputed whether like he actually drowned, you know what I'm saying, because 
oh, uh, uh, Jason Lives is also the, the beginning of Zombie Jason. So it was like, you're, you're admitting that he, he was alive in 2, 3, and 4. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the series doesn't know itself whether or not the, this motherfucker drowned or not. So it's yeah, like, that's why there's always been like, I feel like the, <laughs> the, the most commonly held theory was that Jason didn't actually die. He just somehow like was close to drowning, ended up on shore, apparently was embarrassed or like was excited to be without his mother, I guess. Um, and then watched his mother get murdered while he was living off the land. And uh, that drove him to revenge. Yeah. That's basically the, the commonly held theory, I guess. No, then, like, you could use my theory, like, my idea for a prequel that uh, he did die. And um, he, he when he was taken to the morgue, he came back to life, you know what I'm saying? They realized, oh, this kid cannot die. So they transported him to, like, a military, you know what I'm saying? So they could use him as, um, like, a prototype of, like, a... Um, uh, unkillable uh, soldier in Vietnam, which where he learned all his survival skills, like by by living off the land and in, in, in Vietnam and like uh, seeing how the, v, uh, the the Vietnamese soldiers like you know did their whole tunnel rat thing, and that's where he learned like all his like you know booby trap skills from them, and then he came back to Crystal Lake after uh, he felt the death of his mother, and that's where like the series starts, like it all it all happens between like you know. But before one, like during one, and then after one, like you know, right before two, you know, what I'm saying it's like my idea for a prequel to the Friday the Thirteenth series, like the 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 the, the makings of uh, 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 Jason as a killer, like essentially like First Blood, but with Jason. I was gonna say I was like <laughs> First Blood Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> no, that, that would have been a, that would have been a great title for like you know as for a Friday the Thirteenth First Blood. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like you know. We realized that Jason's first kill. We can't call it first kill because Orphan already took that uh, um, uh, a subtitle for its prequel, you know, which was also done by Paramount. So it's like, yeah, like we're not using that. And First Blood is too fucking on the nose to to use as a, a subtitle. So it's like, I don't, I don't know where the fuck we we we, we go with that. Um, but uh, like, but see, like, like going back to what you were saying about you know that not really necessarily being set up by the plot and that is true is that the movie sets it up though because uh you know like like when uh steve christie gets killed oh hi it's you and then oh dead so like instead of like it, it's somebody that like essentially at least uh one or two of these characters know you know yes. what i'm saying so it's like she's an old friend of the christie's <laughs> Yeah, so but then Steve Christie knew her. <laughs> see, like you know, but like the visual aesthetic that this movie setting up is like giving you familiarity that you've seen in other movies. So it's basically gearing you up for something that the story itself has not set up, which is why it's so fucking annoying to 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 view. Because it's like, like I said, Sean Cunningham watched movies and decided like, hey, these movies made money, so I'm gonna make a movie just like these movies without really knowing how to put. The, like how these movies work in the first place. He just saw dollar signs. I mean, to be you fair, know? at the time there wasn't like as we've established, like there wasn't really like a like I don't know any kind of like um, it's like now when you look back at like the reason that you can do Scream, the reason you could do uh, Friday Six was because by the time that you had gotten there, there was like a very established like thing with when you were going through like there was like a very established structure, there was a very established like. Everything about it was very well established. But, like, um, Sean Cunningham was coming into it was, like, the really all there was 
was like fucking um, Halloween and I guess Black Christmas, but I don't even know how like successful that was in America um, at that point. And like, um, I mean, I guess Psycho and like Toolbox. I mean, like, this, it's not like there was like, a lot of things to, for him to pull from. So I feel like he was just kind of like doing like ripping off Halloween, which is fine. But like, and it's also like not understanding. I'm like, well, yeah, but also what carpenter was doing was taking he he did have like a fundamental understanding of the genre and how like filmmaking works of course because carpenter is an actual filmmaker what's like cunningham <laughs> and like cunningham was just kind of doing what's i was saying it's actually what i think makes it more impressive because um because carpenter is somebody who knew like what like what let's say like Hitchcock was doing yeah and knew how to replicate that whereas like Cunningham by your like repeated state state is, is a huckster sure <laughs> um but you're saying this but it's like so the fact that he was able to make something that still worked because it did like even if you don't like it it made a kajillion dollars and spawned a billion fucking imitators in and of itself so like Without the knowledge that somebody like fucking Carpenter had, the, the, the genius that they, they had, the fact that he was able to do that is impressive in and of itself, I think. Like, it's just like, so it's basically like you, you accidentally made a, an iconic piece of art. That's fucking weird and, sh and fucking awesome, I think, personally. Like, I don't give a lot of credit to uh, Cunningham, but I'll give him credit for that. <laughs> No, nah, yeah, um, no, nah, but like, like you mentioned, like, like Halloween and Black Christmas and all that stuff, and like, but there was also the um, Giallo. I know, like, you, you, you're, you're, you're no fan, but like, they, they obviously were fans because uh, a lot of the kills were taken directly from Giallo, from like uh, um, the the sequel uh, part two to takes kills like sh directly, like from Bay of Blood, the Mario Bava picture. You know what I'm saying? So it's like there, there was there was obviously a precedent that that was set up not just by like you know because there wasn't that many slasher movies like it wasn't even a, a a genre by this point it was just like you know these things these these kids put together, but Giallo was there you know what I'm saying so like obviously there was something set that, you know, someone like Cunningham could look at and like take inspiration from which he clearly did he just didn't know how to put it together well because he's not a good filmmaker <laughs> you know what I'm saying like he, he's not, I know I keep saying it and it sounds fucking mean and shit and I don't give a fuck you know what I'm saying at, the, at this point <laughs> but I, could, I, mean, I mean I don't think he's a good, great filmmaker I just think that like he did make a worthwhile film that has stood the test of time the movie is now 43 years old and it's older than both of us and it's still viewed constantly, like constantly, like every fucking year. There are people who are young enough, like fucking like that. Not only did they were not alive, they weren't even like they're like, they're, they're like basically like the grandchildren of these characters are watching this movie now. Yeah. Like that's something that's that counts for something. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, that's the thing that I feel like is unfair in kind of shitting on him is, like, he did make an iconic piece of art. Like, whether he did it as a cash grab, whether he did it well, all of this bullshit, fine. But he did it. It's like, I don't care 
if you, like, when you fucking won the Boston Marathon, you fell face first into the fucking finish line, you still fucking finished. Like, you still did it. Like, so it's like, to me, that's my thing was like, I, you could say what you want about him, but I was just like, and also he was smart enough to fucking hire Tom Savini, who like is a big part of the reason the movie works because that was that's the the, the movie's greatest attribute is yeah. the, the, like the smartest decision he made was that uh, regardless of like how he the, the put the, the well or not well like you know ab, you know regarding like who you're asking he he was smart to to realize that what this movie needs is blood and guts so he hired Tom Savini and you know that I mean like that really is. The, the the secret sauce of, of this film that makes it work is that uh, it's just like Halloween but with blood and gore you know what I'm saying it's just like I, and I remember that uh, was one of Roger Ebert's complaints where he was like you know like the, the point of a, like a where he called not the slasher film because obviously it, it, the, the genre didn't have a title at that point he called them the dead teenager movies uh, and he said like <laughs> oh um, and he said that uh, um, their point not was like you know to to astound audiences with suspense or, you know or scare them like you know um, you know with actual genuine scares but to mortify them with just disgusting gore you know and uh, yeah that's this he, he's you know say what you will about Roger Ebert but he is correct in that one because that's essentially the game the point like they weren't concerned with. I mean, like maybe he was. It's just you know uh, he he just didn't get it to work uh, uh, on a level of like you know just uh, you know imbuing the film with tension, but uh, he really didn't need to because uh, his backup plan worked and had just having Tom Savini do the makeup effects you know to 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 just incredible great effect and you know what I'm saying like Savini himself like. It, Quoted as you know, seeing as what he's doing as like a magician's tricks, you know what I'm saying? And that's basically like you know, how did they do that? How did they fuck did they murder Kevin Bacon by having the arrow come up through his neck while he's in the bed, or like at uh, like uh, uh, Bing Crosby's was was it grandson or nephew and shit pinned to the door? Like how the like that's another thing. Like how the fuck did Mrs. Voorhees do that? How did how did she staple this man with arrows to this door? Like you know, this man who's like a foot taller than her, you know what I'm saying? This 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 elderly woman, and as she stapled him to a I door. Mean, elderly is she's not like that old. I mean, I, I would guess from looking at her, she's like fifties, maybe. Like I, she doesn't look that old. Like it's not like she's like fucking like. No, that was funny when they like Freddie versus Jason. She's like an actual old lady. I was like, that's not accurate. <laughs> like, I was just like, like, like. Here's the thing. Like, also, like, you know, she, she, she really could have stapled him just because, obviously, you know, it, we we see that she's proficient in shooting uh, arrows. Um, however, how the fuck did she get him all the way to the top of, of the door? Because he's literally hanging from like the top of the door with arrows. So, how the fuck did she get him up there that high? You're really overthinking. It's like, like literally, it's a movie. Am, am I? Am, movie, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Literally, hold on. a dead child coming out of the lake to like, a dead, malfucking-formed child. Hold on, hold jumping on. out of the lake to get one last scare. Hold on, <laughs> grabbing a girl. Hold and on, then being like it was all a dream. Hold so on, therefore. <laughs> 
Hold the fuck on. Am I overthinking it or did the movie just underthink it? I knew you were going to say that, which is why I kept going. Um, I no, again, I am not saying like that's a, that it's, it's a suspension of disbelief. Like there's all of this. Like if you pull hard on the threads of any fucking piece of fiction, it's like it's like I remember like that was the thing. It's like like when people were like Batman, and they go in the whole thing of like, um, oh, he could be using his wealth to like fucking like help people like in their like disenfranchised. I'm like, yeah, let's do a comic book about Batman's tax returns. Does that sound fun to you? Like, no, it's like, it's the whole fucking point is like, you're watching a horror movie. So you just fucking go with it or you don't. And like, and it's fine if you don't, I'm not saying you, you have to, but I mean, like, it's weird to be like, oh, this is the hill to die on. Like, we're just like, it's like the movie that ends with the malformed kid fucking like that was presumed dead that apparently had become aquaman jumping out of the fucking water to grab the girl and pull her under that's the, like that that the, but like the, the the whole the, the unbelievable part is that the fucking his mother got hit that got one of the characters stapled to a door like no, but, but here's Jesus the thing though Christ. no but here's the thing though like that i where, where i give credit to that is that wasn't necessarily the plan. Like that, that's only seen as fact now because of the series that followed, which uh, annoyed uh, Savini enough that he did not return for the sequel. Because, like, uh, like, oh, we're doing part two. How? Oh, we're bringing Jason back, but Jason is dead. No, 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 we're bringing him back. It's, yeah, okay. So you want to come back to do that? Yeah, no, you fucking idiots, all of you. Uh, and like, it's, like, what was funny enough is that. Uh, like in, in contrasting with with Halloween, you know, uh, Carpenter obviously thinks very little of the Halloween franchise. You know, it, it, his his movie is the only movie that matters to him, and, and fuck everything else. But I, I've never seen him publicly ridicule people who like the franchise. He's just like, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Savini, however, has no problem calling people who like the Friday the Thirteenth sequels fucking morons, <laughs> like almost to their face. Like I, I forgot what uh, the special feature retrospective it was. Like it was when a Paramount started re-releasing the, like you know, uh, like uh, for the Blu-rays and the DVDs. Like when they was doing those lintacular covers, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it, it was two or four, you know what I'm saying? Where he said like, uh, um, if you watch any Friday the Thirteenth movie past the first one, you're stupid were his exact words. <laughs> and it was because, no, like, the, the the ending to, I know you know this, so I'm not explaining this to you, I'm just, you know, explaining it, is that it, it was, the, the ending to this movie was essentially meant to be just like a dream sequence and shows that Alice, like, you know, through her trauma, like, you know, regarding the events that happened, you know, obviously, like, well, hallucinated I mean, this. I mean, really fair, it was... <laughs> Speaking of them ripping off things, like it was them ripping off Carrie. Like they, yes. they, they literally, they, they, they flat out said it. It was just like um, Cunningham was just like, I wish we could do like a Carrie thing, like, like a one last scare. And he's like, what the fuck do we do? And then like that was the idea that came up. And then it, it went from there. But I was just like, that's the thing. It's like, again, it's like, it's hard for me to like, it's, it's so weird to like, because again, it's just like, it's like, again, it's like, I mean, to pick, like other exploitation films, we're just like, you're, it's like kicking a dog for not being better at calculus. Like, it's just like, it's not a movie that's being made, like, 
it for any purpose other than to be entertainment and like to I mean to make money. Those are its two purposes. Yeah. It's like to make people come see it and give you their money and while they're there to be entertained. That's it. There was no plan of making art. They were just making a movie. They were just having a good time. And like so it's like to get really like fucking like brass tacks about it. I'm just like it's so it's so unfair because it's just like you it's like it's like it's like it's like to, to not even exploitation films like at a certain point if i because i have just recently in the last couple of years started watching adam sandler movies again but i didn't for a long time there was at least like a 10 15 maybe 20 year period i want to say from like mr deeds until like I want to say Uncut Gems. I think I did watch Puncture Club in the interim. But I, that might have been before. I can't remember. But anyway. Um, but the reason I stopped watching them is because, like, I realized at a certain point they're all just relentlessly stupid. And I don't care. But, like, to rag on them defeats the fucking purpose. Because they were made purely to be this like because the people that are going to them expects this so they're giving them what they expect so to like be shitty to them is just like what's the point and like it's my thing with like this where like you're being shitty like but all they were doing is just trying to make like give something get get money for people yes but to like give them a good time for that 90 minutes while they were there and, like, to be, like, pointing out all of the things that they did poorly, it's like, okay, but I don't feel like they would really defend themselves, even if that was the case. They'd be like, well, that's fine. We were just trying to, like, make a... We're just trying to, we're trying to have a good time here, guys. Like, I don't, I don't know why you're acting like we're, like, somehow came into your house and, like, threw fucking mayonnaise in your fucking VCR. Like... We didn't do anything to you. We just made something. If you don't like it, just move on with your life. Like I don't really understand. No, like I mean, I feel that's a bit unfair because I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm doing exactly that. Like, oh, this fucking movie is, it's awful. It's the worst movie ever made. I'm not going that far. Like you know, other people we might know, um, where it's just like, oh, this is the worst movie of all time. It's fucking terrible. I, I thoroughly respect the movie. I've stated as such, you know what I'm saying? And obviously, I love the franchise going forward, you know what I'm saying? Because obviously, you know, uh, 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 the producers had the forthright to, to hire, you know, more talented filmmakers than Sean Cunningham. Um, well, he produced look, it too, the first one, right? Like, yeah, like he... he oh, so uh, he hired himself. So like... What you call it? Um, yeah. And, and also, then, I don't think he wanted to direct it. I could be wrong with this, but I feel like he wanted somebody else to direct it. He just ended up directing it because he hadn't had a choice. I don't remember yeah. for sure. Like, yeah, and and, and it, I mean, like, see, it's it's weird to me that um, um, this 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 film uh, like doesn't work for me like as such because you know he he obviously um collaborated with on a uh, Last House on the Left with a uh, Wes Craven, so he obviously you know is collaborated before with a you know. A, a, a filmmaker who's proficient in um, making terror, you know, work on screen. Um, but like, like you know, it, it is 
to your, you know to to agree with what you were saying it is a cash grab and shit so it's just like yeah who cares you know what i'm saying we're, we're, we're just trying to make it you know what i'm saying because he has admitted that he was just trying to make enough money to fund another movie he was doing like a, a soccer movie a kid's soccer movie like basically uh bad news bears soccer edition and that was going to like be the big hit you know what i'm saying this was just like trying to help him get money to make that and this he said like nobody gave a fuck about the soccer movie whereas friday 13 put his kids through college you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying it, obviously it did because he, he he didn't give victor miller shit you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know? which is why we haven't got a friday the 13th movie since the remake you know what I'm saying? Because Victor Miller was, you know, after years was like, "Where's my fucking money, dude?" You know what I'm saying? And and Sean Cunningham. I, I mean, that that's a, a lot of reasons why I'm also about harder than him. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you you admitted, you know, your, your movies. This this movie put your children through college, so obviously you made enough money for it. And when Victor Miller was like, "Hey, I wrote it," you know, at, at, aren't I entitled to some of some of those funds? And he was just like, "No." And you know, so Victor Miller's all right, I'll see you in court, motherfucker. And I mean you're not wrong. My only thing is also like it's the fucking I just think I mean, fucking capitalism is gross. Like it's just like I feel like that's the whole thing is like, like that's the whole thing we're going through right now. Yeah, exactly. That's the strikes. Is yeah. it's like it's just like in the end the people that have money just want more money. Yeah. And it's just like that's the way it's always gonna be. So I can't really like I mean, I, I'm not. I, I I'm not in any way saying that he is right. Um, I'm just saying for the, the. I'm just judging the film as itself. I'm not saying Sean Cunningham is a guy, but also I feel like that's the whole thing is like all of this, like pretty much everything that's like business based is I'm just like ew. Like it's just like whenever yeah. it's just like that thing is that's why I was just like I had this conversation with the the Demeter episode. It was just like I just it's it's really hard for me to get excited about anyone making money because it's like to me money is just fucking gross yeah like it's just like it's like and like it's it is what it is like it's like i mean i know it's just that's just the world we live in but it's just like it's just i can't say anything because also it's, like, it's the same thing it's just where it's like i don't think that he's right but it's also like i think that the he's part of a situation that is or a system that is just hopelessly broken and fucked up yeah and it just needs to fall apart completely before it can be rebuilt into something decent. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Nah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the, like, it, it's perfect, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to compare it to with the strikes going on now. Because like, you know, uh, the, the writers, um, people uh, vilified Victor Miller, you know what I'm saying? Because it was really because his lawsuit stopped any like development going forward to the Friday the 13th game. So people were really pissed off that like, Oh, uh, you, you got paid and you got paid good money for writing the script and you move on with your life. And you know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't need more money. And it's like, well, why, why shouldn't he get more money? He, he wrote it, you know, isn't he not deserving for it? You know, uh, you know, so like he became the, the, the villain and shit. And, um, Shout out to uh, Shelly from Part Three, who was like, "No, no, 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 he 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 deserves it." Like you basically put everything in perspective, you know what I'm saying? Where everybody was like, "Okay, that makes sense." I mean, it always made sense to me. Like you know, he he deserved the fucking fuck. Just pay him his fucking money, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you, you got enough, dude. Like you know, you you you, you, you living comfortably, like you said. The movie, the the 
the the financial return off this movie put your kids through college and shit like so you you know what else the fuck you got to worry about you know what i'm saying like not making more like you're about a hundred right now and shit you're not gonna live long and shit well how much more fucking money do you need off this you know to spread the wealth you know it's not so fucking hard and shit and like these motherfuckers now too and shit was it the am ptp yeah. you know whatever the tp toilet paper house fucking assholes and shit just just Spread the fucking money, dude. Like, how fucking hard is it? You know, they only want a goddamn percentage. Like, a small percentage. And you can't do that, you know? And, like, that might be why I'm a little extra hard on Cunningham. You know, aside from the fact that, I, I, you know, I just, I just don't think he's good. Um, but, like, I mean, to his credit, he never said he was. You know? No. Uh, he never, he, he, like, you know, th- that's why he passed it to Steve Miner, who was a superior filmmaker and who made the, the vastly superior part two, yes. which I, which, which I'm much more excited to talk about than this one. Um, but, uh, like I, you know, I, like, like I said, um, I just have issues with the film, but I'm not, I don't, I don't find what I'm saying, like completely just, uh, dunking on it you know what i'm saying as like to be like completely unreasonable it's like this is why it doesn't work for me i'm just not i'm not out here saying it's the worst movie ever made because I'm, it's not you know i i think it works for for what it's trying to do i just don't think it, it works as well as as it should you know considering like if somebody else was um behind the helm like if it was uh steve minor and Obviously, it worked because Friday the Thirteenth Part Two is essentially a remake of this movie. Um, like, One thing I do think is like the weird, the, the Victor Miller thing is that like um, I'm not saying that like it, because it was his concepts that he didn't deserve. Like, I mean, it all sprung from this original thing. So yeah, like I, I get him feeling that he is deserving of more. But at the same time, I'm like, honestly, I wouldn't say until like, because it was a while. Like it was, it was because like, every movie kind of built the mythology until like it kind of stood on its own. Because it wasn't like Halloween where it was kind of like fully formed. Yeah. In the first movie. So that's why the other thing is I I do think like I do think yes I do think Sean Cunningham is a greedy motherfucker but at the same time um, I don't really think Victor Miller I think he overestimates his um, importance because I'm just like yes you created the ideas like yes like the idea that like uh, Pamela Voorhees had a son that son died through apparently neglect from counselors and that led to her going on a rampage. Um, okay. And then, but I think then the next movie, they built it up more. Third movie built it up. So as it kind of goes on, it kind of becomes more and more of its own thing. So it's like, I don't really think that like Victor Miller deserves credit for like all of it, just because like he had a germ (laughs) of it. It was just like, it was like his seed that the tree like kind of like came. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, but at the same time, like I feel like if we're gonna go down that road, then every then you should be sharing whatever you get from this with all of the writers who followed you, because they all contributed to it as well. Like it's the reason it is where it is now 
is because of not just you, but like the writer of two, the writer of three, the writer of four, the writer of five, on and on and on and on. So if you're going to like say like Sean Cunningham to take his money and split it like amongst all of them, sure. But the fact that it was all Victor Miller, I was just like, no. That's oh, no, no, like yeah, I'm, no, uh, I'm, I'm definitely not saying that. What I'm saying is that you know, he, he no, I'm definitely. Not you, I'm just saying like that was things like I remember that was like that was a whole argument. No, 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 like, like no, like yeah, like no, I get it, but he's the creator. I'm like no, yeah, like he kind of is. He, 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 like the, 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 the remainder of the series built a beautiful house. Yes, essentially with the franchise. He poured a foundation. Yes, exactly. The, the, the he poured a foundation. That that beautiful house was built on, so he deserves at least a a, a bit of that pie, for you know what I'm saying is 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 what I'm saying, you know, and it's like the fact that he was denied even that because yes. it was like, you know, like dude, you made a kajillion dollars off this movie and shit, you could you know you could throw that man a couple bucks here and there, you know, and it's just like, like. <laughs> Um, we're we're not getting any more uh, the things to download for this fucking video game, you know what I'm saying? Be, because of uh, v- uh, Victor Miller and it's like well, that's, no, that's, that's because that's of Sean. Now though, like, I, think, I remember that was the thing. It's like <clears throat> I had to keep telling, keep telling people, and like including our friends, we're just like, it's like when like the strikes, like when things are getting delayed and shit, and people are getting like, don't like don't be whatever. Like it's like just fucking. Point that energy elsewhere because getting pissed off is just giving fucking the people with money what they fucking want. Because then they'd be like, look, you're, you're angering the fans. And it's like, no, <laughs> that you're angering the fans because you're being a dick. Like, because you're like being like, you're being unreasonable and you won't give up anything because you don't feel like you have to. And that's fucked up. So it's like, that's my whole thing is like, I just think. Again, it's just, I, I, mean, I don't know. It's for me. It's just like I, I, th- I think that like Victor Miller. It's like it, it's yes. It's like it sucks that the game kind of had to get abandoned because of that lawsuit. But at the same time, it's also like, I mean, how long was it going to last anyway? Like it wasn't going to go to like another gen, and like so it's just like it, it is what it is. Like just like just. It, but people also just love to be fucking upset these days. So like it is what it is. Like it just like. If it, if it makes you happy to be pissed off, I guess have have a fucking good time. But I just don't get it. So, like, I, I don't know. It's just, like, it's... But it's, like, I do think that, like, the like the seeds that were planted with this movie ultimately pay off. And I do think also the thing is funny is, like, um, I do like the idea, because you probably like the whole idea of, like, the first blood thing. I actually kind of like the idea, even though I don't like Jason Goes to Hell that much. Um, the idea in uh, Jason Goes to Hell where basically they show the Necronomicon mm. um, and it's basically implied that uh, she brought back Jason with the Necronomicon as a deadite. And, and I was like, yeah, Jason's a deadite. I actually think it's a good idea, honestly. Like, there's not a lot of great ideas in the movie, but I think that, that's a solid one. Um, but no, yeah. like So it's like Friday 13th in general. I think it's, 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 it's a great franchise. And I think the, the first movie is solid. It's just, it's not obviously anywhere near like the highest highs of the franchise but it's definitely i wouldn't say anywhere near the lowest lows like it's just like it, it's 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 just, it's it's a very good <clears throat> like foundation if you will like it's just like yeah. and it for and it was also like i mean again like it's, it's the movie that like 
I feel like spawn more imitators almost probably than Halloween because like there's like or at least as many because I mean like there's when most people think of fucking slash movies, the first thing 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 they think of is like a summer camp. Like it's just like it just and that came from this. So yeah, I mean and also it, uh, I I think these movies are superior to it, but we don't get sleepaway camp without Friday the Thirteenth. We don't get the burning without Friday the Thirteenth. We don't get uh, Fear Street nineteen seventy eight without friday 13th so it, it was it was it was good for something <laughs> like like you know, like 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 i said uh i i'm not a big fan of this movie but i i do respect it greatly like it is a milestone in the horror and we don't get a lot of the movies we love without it so i i at least give it that credit it's just you know i i have my issues with it i think it's slow and dull I don't like any of the characters and the twist is a cheat, but um I disagree with everything you just said, but that's fine. <laughs> well, like, you know, it's uh we can't agree on everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's like literally the the the, the second episode of the show and shit is you and me sitting there disagreeing like mad over fucking my bloody Valentine. So it's like, you know, uh you know, it, it it happens, you know what I'm saying? Like it, me and Patrick, you know, will disagree, but you know. Uh, it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I still love the guy, even though he's wrong. Uh, about this the important thing is that you believe that. <laughs> but it is what it is. Like, you know, like I said, it's, 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 it's not a terrible movie. Um, and I respect the hell out of it. So it's like, that's, that's, those are my two cents on Friday the 13th, the, the, the OG, you know, now, now we could move on to, uh, the other films in the series that are much better by comparison. We already did <laughs> the two best ones. I know, I know we only got like fucking three. Like, well, in the Paramount series, we only got three left. Uh, we we got uh, overall with the series, we have what uh, two, three, five. Jason goes to hell. Jason X and Freddy versus Jason. So we have six more. Yeah. And um. Did you say the remake? Oh no, I didn't. So seven, okay. seven. We have seven, seven more Friday third. Like it's, it's, I think that's like you know that's the most uh, disappointing thing about us not getting one because the next one will be the thirteenth film in the franchise, and that's that's really the most important thing is that we <laughs> get uh, a thirteenth entry in the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, and we haven't gotten it. We're still stuck at twelve. So, because because for you know, regardless, Freddy versus Jason counts. I mean, it's more it's more of a Nightmare on Elm Street movie featuring Jason, but yeah, I feel like the opposite. Like, I feel like it's it's really like it's I feel like it's much more of a Jason's movie than it is Freddy's. Like, by virtue of the fact that like, we'll we'll, fucking, we'll just I'll just say that before we get there. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get there eventually. Don't worry. You know, we don't worry. We just we just had to get this one out of the way real quick, and and, and thank God we did. <laughs> Oh, I thought I was gonna get a fuck you, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> or a middle finger. But uh, Patrick is being polite today, so I just shook my head, but you can't <laughs> see that, so it's fine. Yes, yes, yes. I definitely got that. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> First, Jesus.
for our second in um, <laughs> the, the Rob Sadness Calvary. I mean, it's actually, it's funny because, like, my whole thing is because the second movie is Jaws. And I have a different relationship with it, clearly, clearly than Rob, but than most people. Um, whereas when I first saw it, I was, I think I was like five. And it had the reputation of being, when I was like five, of being the scariest movie ever made. I've been hearing since I was like, for as long as I have memories, the scariest movie people, anyone ever saw. Scariest movie ever made. Scariest thing ever. And, um... I had already seen at that point um, something like Nightmare on Elm Street and like stuff of like that ilk, and um, which fucked me up as we addressed when I did the Nightmare on Elm Street episode um, and scarred me really deep. Um, so when I watched Jaws with my, it was I remember because like uh, the thing that finally got my parents to let me to watch Jaws was um, my aunt and my uncle and my cousins um, were visiting my house. And somehow Jaws came up, and it came up that we should all watch Jaws. And that's what basically bullied my parents into finally making me watch Jaws. And I sat down, and I was really excited. And I was so fucking bored. Like, literally the only part of it that scared me, and it actually still bothers me to this day, and it's mostly because of how good Robert Shaw is, um, but it's the end when Jaws... Uh, eats Quinn and like the sound effects and uh, Robert Shaw's performance and the blood those those were terrifying that did scare me but everything up like the the hour and 45 whatever minutes before that I was so bored so bored that I did not watch it again for decades for literal decades it wasn't until um, there was one day I saw it randomly in like the $5 bin at Walmart. And I was like, well, fuck it. I might as well have Jaws for my collection. And then there was like one day and I just sat in my collection for like years. And there was one day um, I lived in Sutcliffe Falls that like I literally was looking at my collection and I couldn't figure out anything to watch that seemed like I hadn't watched 10,000 times. And I was just like, oh, Jaws. I was like, I'll give Jaws another shot. And then, like, I watched it, and I finally got it. I still don't find it scary, except for the part that I mentioned. But I feel like most people that know me at this point, and if you don't, then this is a good uh, primer for you, um, know that I spent, from the age of, like, 13 to like 26, 27, whatever year Cop Out came out. Um, I was obsessed with Kevin Smith. Like, Kevin Smith was God to me. Uh, in an in almost literal sense. And, uh, like, Kevin Smith movies are, like, just, to me, they were, and to some extent still are, like, the kind of, like, holy grail of how you do, like, dialogue and stuff. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> when I watched Jaws again... As an adult, having watched the Kevin Smith movies for, like, at that point, decades, it was like, oh, this is a Kevin Smith movie with a fucking monster in it. This fucking rules. Like, I was like, but it took me a long fucking time to get that. Because for a long time, I was like, this movie is not scary. I mean, granted, yes, context is a factor. I understand that. Where, like, when Jaws came out, 
there was something like Jaws, and then after Jaws came out, there was lots of things like Jaws, and then also there was things upping the ante in Jaws. I get that. <laughs> but I'm just going from the perspective of somebody who watched Jaws and was disappointed and then eventually became a fan of it. Although I'm still not... Like, my, my issue is still... Uh, like, I still had a thing with... Uh, I remember when um, uh, Epler, uh, Coddington, and Bledsoe were discussing Jaws, and um, there was the bullying of not giving Jaws five stars, I was like, I also don't give Jaws five stars. I give it four and a half stars. Yeah, I think it's a great movie. It's just, there's just like that last, like there's just like a little bit where I'm like, it's just not, like five stars is like basically like me saying, this is as close to perfection as possible as with art. And I feel like this is a little bit behind that line. Like it's just like, there's like, there's just a little bit holding it back. That's not saying <laughs> in any way that I don't think it's a great movie. I know that you will say various terrible things about it. <laughs> but <laughs> I do really enjoy Jaws now. It's like, I, I, to the extent that I've now gone out of my way so many times to see it on the big screen, even though I do think it's funny. Like, uh, I remember like when um, the first time I did see it on the big screen, um, before I did so, uh, my dad made a point to tell me that was the best way to see it because the, the, the shark is really big. And I was like, I don't know how I understand this better than you. And I am not, and you are twice my age, but the shark is the same size to me, whether I'm watching it on a television screen or a movie screen, because I understand how scale works. But like, apparently that's something that your generation had a thing with. So I guess, uh, welcome to, you know, life. Uh, I understand, however, that like, whatever, like just seeing the big screen, it's just, it's just a cool experience on the big screen. Not because it's like making the sharks out bigger, but go ahead. <laughs> now, um, you you said that uh, you, when you first saw it, you found it boring as fuck. Um, and and like you rewatched it, and now you get it, and you know now you appreciate it a lot more. Um, I still find it boring as fuck. <laughs> you know, like it is it, 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 it. This this was a, a great pairing because it's like. It, this is also a film that I, I have enormous respect for. Um, it was it was like one of those films. I mean, it, it basically created the summer blockbuster. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, coupled with uh, two years later with Star Wars and all that stuff where like that one two punch punch of this and Star Wars basically created what we know as like, you know, the summer blockbuster, which now. Yeah, I feel like Jaws <laughs> kicked in the door and then Star Wars just blew it off its hinges. <laughs> yeah. You know. And and now like you know that's basically become a thing where summer blockbusters come out all year round now, yeah. You know where everything is just like you know this big event movie. That's why um, I drove me insane. Like when I all of our friends on Twitter, like where the meme where it's like I'm entering summer movie mode. I was like, when are, when is it not summer movie mode these days? Like I was just like, and I don't mean that in a shitty way, but I'm just like, I get fucking blockbusters in March. I get yeah. fucking blockbusters in fucking December. When the fuck is not like it's like the only there's like there's a brief window of like part of January <laughs> where I don't get blockbusters because they're releasing prestige pictures. But other than that, pretty much year round, it's just fucking blockbuster, 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 blockbuster. Yeah. Um so like I have an enormous respect for that and enormous respect for uh Steven Spielberg as a filmmaker. You know, 
uh, I, you know, he's one of our, you know, gr- greatest uh, filmmakers. You know, that that can't be um, um, the discussed. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, there's no denying that with uh, Spielberg. However, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's, it's like it's one of those things, like I, I've told you before, where it's like, where where people constantly prop up a movie to me, it just it just makes me you know not want to like it even more because it's just like yeah, not that I just have the thing of like I because you just it's like we we have a similar thing, and for me it came from punk rock. In your case, I have no idea where the fucking came from, but like um, where it's like when people will be like, this is really cool. My inclination became to go the exact opposite direction. Of being like no, it's why to this day, like, because remember, like, we we had the discussion. I don't think it was actually on the show. I remember we were recording uh, Drunkies with Mac, and like, uh, like Squid Game came up, and we were both like had the exact same thing. We were like, we don't want to watch that. There's ways, maybe maybe in a couple of years when nobody cares about it, we'll watch that. But like right now, yeah. I I can't deal with everybody. Because he's like, oh, you guys watch that yet? And I'm like, See, that's why I don't want to watch it. <laughs> like it's yeah. just like because it's like I don't want to be part of the cultural movement. I don't fucking I fuck all of you. Like it's just like. It, it, it's stupid. I think, but like, because <clears throat> there are some things that I'd gotten into on the ground floor. Like, um, I remember before Stranger Things came out, I was really excited for it because the poster they'd released, um, it had the Stephen King font and it had a Drew Struzan art style. And I was like, oh, that is very much up my alley. So the weekend it came out, I was really into Stranger Things. And then, like, the week as it went on, it became the biggest thing in the fucking world. Yeah, and exactly. I was like, "Oh, weird. Okay, but I was already there, so it was like I could like at that point it was just like, okay, I'm gonna join with you." And he's like, "Um, like I've been into comic books my entire life, so it's like when um, I was part of the cultural zeitgeist of like fucking when Marvel was like completely demolishing every record that ever existed. It was like, yes, I am with all of you, but I mean, it's not because like." I jumped on. It was just kind of like, I was here and then you all jumped on and I'm like, all right, let's go guys. Like, it's just like, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no, like, so it's like, um, but it, with movies, it's not like, it's like, it's not as much that I'm less like, I hate them. <laughs> like if people like praise, and the only way I like, I, I will usually like get more, actually, no, it's not even true. Cause I'm going to say like, cause even like an example, like Rob Zombie's Halloween, I'm like, I hate that fucking movie. I hate it so much. But, like, I'm legitimately excited for people that like it. Like, it's, the more people praise it, I'm like, I don't understand. But, like, rock on. I'm glad that you have this joy in your life. <laughs> like, whatever. No, yeah. No, it was like, it was a constant thing where it's just like, like, like you saying, it was, it was very similar to me where it's like, you know, oh, Jaws, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to see Jaws. You know, Jaws is great. Like, you know, my father, um, he's a big movie guy like me. And like, uh, but like he grew up in an era like when when movies like this were coming out in theaters and all that stuff. And I'm always you know love I always love when he tells me stories about like how he went to see Jaws in theaters, you know, and 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 Star Wars and 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 all that stuff. So like you know and like he he would go down to like Forty Second Street to to, to to watch the stuff with you know with the crowd and you know what I'm saying just you know have a blast with the movie. So it's just like yeah yeah and um. I, I don't recall when the first time I watched it. I knew I was young and shit, and I was just like, yeah, this is fucking boring. Um, and that, 
that feeling has not left me like you know because i i don't watch jaws often i've seen me jaws maybe four times in in my life and <laughs> every single time i'm just like this is fine you know what i'm saying this yeah is i watch it at least a couple times a year at this point just because like, i just i i do because okay i feel like i don't the only reason i don't understand is because you also like kevin smith so like, i feel like because like, to a large extent i feel like richard dreyfus's character He's basically a Kevin Smith character. Like, it's very, very fucking close to me. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know... Like, I get that, but it's just like... It's also fucking ho-hum. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you have that incredible opening. And then, like, you know... When, I do uh, love... The thing I will note, I, I do think it's fucking hilarious, is how how pushed out the fucking uh, ratings system has gotten now. Where Jaws, the opening, has a chick fully naked, where you're taking a camera beneath her and bringing it up. So, granted, at the time, definition was not what it was, but fine. Still, fully naked chick um, who gets chomped up, and you don't necessarily see that, but you see it later on. PG. <laughs> now, if that movie wasn't a hard PG-13, I feel like it would be a light R. They'd be like, no children can ever see this film. But in the, in, in the time, in 75, it was like, yeah, yeah, no. Bring the kids. Like, it's, like, it's, 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 like it's a good time for the whole family. And I'm just like, it's how fucked up. Like, where now it's like, for kids, we have the Trolls movies. And for adults, we have, like, whatever. It's like, no. Back in the day, it was just like, you had Jaws, and the whole fucking family went to go see Jaws. That was fucking cool. And now we don't have that. And it's fucking sad. No, it's true. Like, the, 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 I remember uh, uh, there there's a, a video on YouTube where like a dude like you know PG movies now compared to PG movies back in the day, and like PG movies now are like, hey, let's go for a walk through the park with with the sun shining and the birds chirping, and then PG movies back in the day, hey, I'm gonna go fucking do some blow off a chick's fucking butthole. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, yeah, like you know. Like, like, and it's funny enough is that Steven Spielberg was responsible for the invention of uh, the PG-13 rating and shit just because he was, like, keep pushing it so far in his movies and shit. Everybody's like, hey, this is, this is fucked up. And he's like, all right, fine. Let, let, let's, let's make another rating so I could get away with this shit. You know what I'm saying? And now it's just like, like, like it's funny too because PG-13, <laughs> PG-13 rating was created so it's like they can go farther than PG but, like, not to, to like straight into an R, but now like PG thirteen is is just like a way for them to be pussy about it, you know, about the violence in your movies. Well, and it it's depends. Just... Like I feel like the thing with PG thirteen is that's interesting. Is that PG thirteen is like basically like where it's like you have some of these that will like push it, push that PG thirteen for all it is fucking worth. Like I remember when um, Dark Knight came out. Like, um, it I was, was just thinking like, Dark Knight. Yeah, I was like, I had so many friends who had kids and like family who were like, I absolutely cannot take my child. Like, that, that's an R rated film. I don't care what they say. And I was just like, I mean, to be fair, Chris Nolan is definitely pushing that for all it's fucking worth. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I was just like, but it is all implied. Like, they don't actually show a lot of things. Like, it's like, whatever. So it was like, I completely get how he got the PG 13. But I also completely understand your logic. But yeah, it's like nowadays it's like very stringent rules. Or like P13 is like, well, 
you have like this much action. You could have one use the word fuck, like and, and not in a sexual manner. Yes, and like like and I, and I, that was I remember like um, that just happened in Guardians of the Galaxy three. Like they had the first like f bomb with the MCU. Everybody like was like freaking out. I'm like, I mean, it been in tons of non MCU but also Marvel movies. They've done this already. Like X Men, they've done it so many times. Like why do you care? Uh, why is it a big deal? But but yeah, no, it's like it's the weirdest thing with the rating. We're just like. It's it's like where it's PG like, like G is just like the safest whatever, and then PG is like only a tiny step above that, and then PG thirteen can be anywhere in this huge range where it's like either we're like a step above that, where it's like a little bit too much action, and we pushed it to PG thirteen, or we're pushing it almost to an R. It's right there, but we stopped just short. Like we're like. We're two frames short of an R. <laughs> like it's like it's just the widest chasm of a rating. <laughs> nah, yeah. Like the, the the when we started talking about PG thirteen, the first thing that came up was the Dark Knight because I remember two specific shots with just uh, I, I found hilarious in the Dark Knight was um the first one that comes to mind was when uh uh the Joker kills the the, the cop telling them to move the truck, and you see him like shoot the shotgun, but like that was it. You know, what I'm saying it's just like. Like if this was in the eighties, like like compare that to like Red Dawn, like the first release PG thirteen movie and shit, where everyone's just getting machine gunned the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like compared to just boom, and then that's it. And then also when uh, Joker kills uh, Michael Jai White's character, I was gonna say, that's the one that I go to too. Where like it's that 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 that's like that, the, the, this, the 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 violence is one thing, and then the like the tension that scene is the other. <laughs> just like I can really get why people like what parents were like, what the fuck. Yeah, like, like he's got the knife to him. He goes, "Why so serious?" And it just cuts the character go, Ugh! and then you just see Michael Jack White fall dead. And I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" Like, <laughs> I guess he killed him, you know, in between the cut. Like, um, and, and it was just wild to be like the reaction to Dark Knight because I remember waiting online to see it in IMAX, and uh, this lady was walking by with her with her young son, and um, he said like, "Oh, I want to see Batman," and she was like, "No, um." Uh, that's scary, Batman. We're not gonna go see that. And and like me and like a bunch of people in the all like in the in the crowd like on the line just started laughing like scary Batman. And it's just like that poor child, you know, what I'm saying is gonna be sheltered so bad. Well, to be fair, like that I mean, that started even before that. Remember, like that was a whole thing with um, like not as much the first Tim Burton, but I remember Batman Returns. Like, oh yeah, it was a whole thing, and we were kids. And so, like, they were like, like, but like, it's a weird thing where, like, and I, I, I noticed this too. Like, I, it's why, like, I have to, like, dealing with kids now. I'm like, okay, so that's why I, I told, I was like, when I was watching, like, Insidious with Zoe, uh, who is nine, I was like, you tap out whenever you want to tap out. Like, I was like, if you don't feel good, just leave. Like, it's, it's, it's uh, there's no shame in that. But I was like, I don't want to be the guy that's telling you like what you can and can't handle because like I feel like <clears throat> that's the thing is like a lot of parents are like oh this is not for kids but then like kids are like they understand between real and make-believe more than parents do it seems because like when I was a kid like watching um and this is a really weird example but like stop my mom will shoot um and there was like the the, the bit where like um he like Stallone's on like the ledge <laughs> and my mom's like oh god oh god I was like mom it's a fucking movie like i was just like it's he's not really there it's like he's it's stallone like it's like he, he didn't die like it's like whatever 
Um, but like, because when you're like an adult, like you're watching this shit for escape. Like you're like you're getting out of your head to watch these things. Whereas when you're a kid, you are keenly aware of you're being told a story. I think. Yeah. So like you're you're more. It's like so it's like there's there's sometimes there's stuff that's like too intense. Like so it's like it escapes that. But like most of the time, you're like more. I think tuned into knowing you're watching a work of fiction yeah. that adults are so adults get more freaked out but yeah that's another thing i do think it's funny like with dark knight where it's like but to be fair a couple years later when you have fucking Zack Snyder making r-rated fucking batman movies yeah there you go yeah <laughs> yeah when you know th- th- there's the shot of a bad guy getting his brain splattered on the wall <laughs> in a batman movie you know you realize the tide has changed you know what i'm saying but it's like it, like I mean, we we had it a lot different than kids have it now. You know what I'm saying? Because um, remember, like you know, kids like they, they like with like particularly when you talk about horror movies, you know, saying like, oh, I grew up watching this and I grew up watching that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yeah, we grew up like watching fucking Paul Verhoeven movies. Like, like your introduction to gore was this. My introduction to gore was fucking RoboCop. You know, we are we are not the same here. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. Verhoeven's violence is a lot different than you know a lot of people's violence. You know what I'm saying? Like Verhoeven's violence is really fucking extreme, and like, like even in the cuts we do see, because like, you know, you know they 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 have to like, hey, bro, you gotta you gotta turn this down, and he's just like, yeah. Nah, not really. You know what I'm <laughs> it's just like you know you think of that the, the, the sequence and the escalator sequence and total recall. Where everyone's just getting splattered, including the poor schmo um, who's just on his way home from work, and he says he becomes a meat shield for Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting the bad guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah, like we we had it a lot differently. You know what I'm saying? Because we were shown those movies at a very young age, and we turned out fine, so to speak. You know. <laughs> You know, but like, you know, you have a society teaming like, oh, no, like, you know, we have to think of the children here. We can't be showing them these violent movies. And it's like, yeah, but that's why they're, they're a bunch bunch of pussies now. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I don't even think it's necessarily like it's it's I, I, OK. Like, I think the best way is to like kind of like view it is by virtue of the fact that like um, when like when we were kids, it was the Reagan years where it was like fucking the whole idea like going back to like this conservative ideal um and whereas like the 60s and 70s were all about progress and then so like every 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 all basically all of the 80s were basically like going backwards and then it's like the 90s were progress again and then it was like it's like because basically like every it's like it's basically the whole thing it's basically it's like the, the election cycles and shit we're just like it's like every everybody like there's like there's always like people that want to bring us forward, people that want us to bring us backward, and it's a matter of who the fuck gets the most votes. <laughs> and like, and then it's just like that's why like the progress is always has to be like, like during Obama, where it was just like, it was a lot really fast because it was like trying to make up for like eight years of Bush like fucking bringing us backwards, and it was but it was like because during the Clinton years it was taking us out of the fight. It was just like it's been it's, 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 it's we have this wild fucking thing that's in our society that's causing, like, it's it's not it's, it's like I don't think the kids are just like pussies. It's just like it's just that it's like they're being treated differently 
Like whereas, no, that's what like, I'm saying. Yeah, it's like because it's like it's like it's that like people still think of. I mean, but also to be fair, I also think people have weird ideas about kids in general. Because I know like that's whole thing is also like because you can also go with the argument that like um because like like us and like, other people are like I know there's always the like the refrain like kids are resilient, and I'm like yes, but why do you think everybody ends up in therapy? <laughs> it's like because you still have to pay for those like that. That's still even if you like were able to deal with it, <laughs> doesn't mean you were somehow like immune to it. It just it is you dealt with it and you moved on, but it doesn't mean that that thing doesn't still exist inside of you. You just it just you just aren't dealing with it that moment. So it's like that's the thing is like so like the whole thing with like um, movies in terms of like just the way that they're like being presented. I just I don't know. It's I think it's, it's funny that like Jaws came out during an era. When it was like totally fine, like this big fucking monster movie that, like, but it was like the whole family goes see. Like, they, they, like, all the stories you hear are like, I went with my parents, I went with my dad, I went with my mom, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it, it's just like, when I was a kid, I literally, the only way I was allowed to, allowed to watch <clears throat> like R rated movies was going to people's houses. Like that, my friends who had parents that were like more liberal than mine. Um, so it was like, I don't know, it's just like it's weird that, like, I don't know, it's just, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's just like the way that like people treat art is just such a weird thing to me because it's like, yeah, it's just like the same thing of like when, um, you know, like Christian groups that were like fucking freaking out about like Michelangelo's David and shit. It's like, it's fucking centuries old like what is wrong with you like it's i just whatever fuck it i just it's, it's a whole thing whatever fuck it never mind just jaws <laughs> <laughs> no no you're right you know what i'm saying it's just like like it was it was a lot more carefree because i think you know i'm saying the uh, kids were treated with a lot more respect back in those days but it's just like oh they get it they understand like you know but then it's like you know parents groups and christian groups were like no we, we have to protect the children you know and then that's when like you know the, the the pussification of like cinema comes in where it's just like just like the art speak for its fucking self it's like, well, you know also, i was like the thing i was saying to like uh to danny because like um because i was playing uh like mortal Kombat with zoe and she was not super into that idea and i was just like okay if you really 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 feel that strongly about it i won't do it but like because her argument was she was like i she like she didn't mind the like, insidious but she was like she didn't want things where like people were doing things to other people Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, but I guarantee you, if not her, somebody her age somewhere is doing an active shooter training right fucking now. Like, so like they are keenly aware of the evil things that people do to each other. Right. All fucking art is doing. It's like the thing like Wes Craven was talking about where it's like it fucking just exercises horror it doesn't like fucking create horror just exercises horror so it's like her doing this is probably more helpful in terms of like helping with her fears than just pretending they don't exist right it's my thing no yeah and it's like you know um years ago like at uh i used to show um 
my niece and nephew when they were far, far too young to have been watching shit like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, as as deemed by society, like I would show them things like Nightmare on Elm Street and Evil Dead and all that stuff. And then like you know you got people say, "Oh my God, that's that's terrible. Why would you do that?" And then you have people on the other side like, "Oh, you're a cool uncle." You know what I'm saying? To 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 to, to show them that to to show uh uh your your three year old niece uh, Johnny Depp getting sucked into the bed and blended onto the ceiling, you know, which you know. She, poor girl lost her mind on but it what it what it did it was like you know um it made her a fan but like also there it's like i'm i'm there if she needs an explanation of what's happening and it's it's all movie it's all movie baby it's all fake you know what i'm saying like like he, he's fine you know what i'm saying well. um <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so to speak you know as far as um you know uh physically he's fine the Whatever else and shit uh, we won't go into, <laughs> but like yeah, like and and it just made her like really want to like take in all the rest of the stuff. Like she's a full fledged fan of the Friday the Thirteenth series. Um, uh, she loves you know what I'm saying I mean she may have gone too far because she said I love Jason so much I want to marry him and I'm like okay let's okay let's let's pump the brakes here that's 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 a little weird for my taste you know you wanting to marry a a stone cold murderer who's basically a zombie at this point um <laughs> I mean, she's not the only one like i know like, i have like twitter friends like my friend twitter my twitter friend marianne constantly like posts like thirst things of jason i'm like you do you like wh- whatever whatever you're into i'm not judging <laughs> like that's 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 your that's your prerogative <laughs> right yeah you know what i'm saying i also like show them things like intruder you know what I'm saying? Like the scene where dude's head gets crushed by the like compactor, or like the dude that gets his head cut in half, you know what I'm saying? And they're just like, Oh my god, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, because they're smart and they understand it's a movie, but also if like they don't understand, I'm there to explain it to them. You know what I'm saying? That's really what, what essentially what you have to do, you know what I'm saying? Because like parents there's certain parents who don't want their kids watching that stuff because then they feel like they have to explain the difference and they just don't want to do that because you know they just want their kids to live a life where like they want to be hands-free because you know they have other concerns elsewhere so it's like when thing bad things happen you know oh it's the movie's fault well no it's your fault as a parent because you should have been there to be like no that's that's different that's movie it's fake and the kids are like oh okay <laughs> you know what i'm saying you don't do that and they don't understand especially the, the kids who like who shouldn't have been watching those movies you know what i'm saying and they believe you know obviously there was something wrong with them you know what i'm saying and it's like that's not the fault of the artist or or the, or the film you know what i'm saying that's your fault as a parent because you should have been there to be like it's not real it's not real you know what i'm saying but like you know they they essentially get their way every time, which is why in the '80s, you know, the slasher the genre took a hit because this was like parents. Well, yes like, and no. I mean, like they like some movies took a hit, but like it was it's like it like it's like yeah, like fucking Silent Deadly Night got pulled after two weeks or whatever it was, but yeah. like I mean, it wasn't like that killed the genre. Like you still get I mean sucking up money for fucking five years after that. Like it just it's I mean it, was, it wasn't like they like fucking like were all of a sudden like. Well, now the genre is dead because of these fucking weird parents groups. Yeah, but it it, it went on a, a a real decline after that because essentially, like these these kids were going to the movies for the violence. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, 
they did you know they were like you got to cut this out you got to cut that out and then what was the point of going to the movies like the one thing we want to see and shit is 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 not there in the movie like you, you look at uh jason takes manhattan and the character gets his throat slit and all you guys like a little spit of blood coming out and it's just like oh that's 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 just terrible that's that's terrible you know and then uh, you know so it's like coupled with this where, like you said, you have a naked woman getting fully eaten, and you got severed heads, and character getting chomped in half in a PG-rated movie. Although I will say, actually, the best thing ever though was, um, because like, um, like when I saw it, obviously I was a, I had kind of an idea, but when I saw it, um, in 3D last year, uh, a bunch of people brought their kids, and at first I was like, huh. I was like, but I mean, I guess that makes sense. I was like, because like a lot of people see Jaws the first time as a kid, like that makes sense. And then, um, but watching it with a group of kids, like with like a theater full of kids, was amazing because like you have never heard a bigger fucking reaction to Ben Gardner's head than in that theater. Like those kids lost their fucking minds. Like they were like, they they did not expect that at all. And I was like. That's why this movie still fucking works is because like even though it became so big and so iconic um over time it kind of settled back down so like now all those things kept coming back again which I think is really interesting because it's like now kids watching it can be scared of it because it's like for a long time like jaw stuff I mean, to the extent it would be like when like when they did the Jaws three, it would be like a parody because it was like at that point, like um, the, the 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 Jaws theme was always kind of like a punchline. Like it was just like they would use it in things as like kind of like a danger, but like not really like a danger, but just like it was like kind of like a joke. Yeah. And then like, but over time, as the kind of dust kind of settled on it, it now kind of has regained effectiveness, which I think is really interesting and cool. Although I do think the thing that's always funny about this movie to me is um <clears throat> it's a monster movie uh but since the monster is a real life being um it <laughs> caused people to have like these feelings about sharks that aren't totally fair yeah <laughs> because like sharks don't generally attack people like by by all accounts like it's pretty rare and when they do it's not usually like it's it's usually just like it's an isolated incident but to the extent that now people are like it's like fucking killing spiders we're just like it's again like these are just living creatures that didn't do anything to you you're just afraid of them because they're scary <laughs> and yeah. like they didn't do anything wrong but i will say though having said that the design of the fucking uh like even though the thing i th still think is funny is um like this is common knowledge at this point but the reason like they, they barely ever show the shark wasn't because stevie spielberg was so brilliant it was kind of the opposite, where it's like Spielberg was brilliant because he figured out that the shark was fucked and he had to figure out a way to make the movie work anyway. Mm. So he then basically came up with the idea of showing the shark POV stuff. But having said that, even knowing it's a fake shark and how they did the effects, it works really well, I think. Like, especially like... Um, the stuff like with on the orca, but also like the, the, the main shot that always like fucks me up is um the, the scene like when they're in the pond, like is like basically like um everyone's focused on the main water, like where like that's like it's like that's where like Brody has all of his people and everything. 
and he sends the kid out to the pond, the smaller little body of water, the little kind of lake type thing. And um, where, like, they, they quote, the, the pond's for old ladies. Um, and that's where the shark goes. And, like, the, the scene where um, they're all, the, the kids are all on the boat trying to, like, make it work. And there's a guy in a rowboat who's, like, trying to help them. And you just see the fucking shark just, like, come to the surface of the water to the boat and, like, hit it. And it's so fucking scary. Like, it's so fucking scary. Because it's, like, it's such a real-looking fucking thing. So it's, like, I don't know. I definitely, like... I, I, I'm sure a lot of people would probably watch this now and think the effects are dated, but I think they still work because, it's like, again, it's still... It's, it's, it's so fucking effective. Just the combination of the music and the effect and the design of that fucking shark and, like, just all of it contributing. And also just the, the fucking gore. Like, I love it, like, when they, they fucking... He chomps that fucking guy, and you see his, his leg, his disembodied leg, drop to the bottom of the water. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's all these elements that add up to being this really fucking wonderful. It's like that's why, like, I feel like um, the thing about Jaws that I think is great is it kind of um, contributed to monster movies going forward in a really, really big way, which I think is no, really cool. No, yeah, like even even when uh, the uh, <coughs> fucking the, the like the, like 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 look at the alien, alien has a great creature design and it was a working uh, because it was just essentially a guy in the suit, but even they took from Jaws was like you know to show it only like in shadows and stuff and barely show it at all because you know what I'm saying it's obviously like like taking inspiration from Jaws is like oh yeah, you know what you don't see makes it scarier in your imagination. And like you know, because like that's how Jaws did it, and like Jaws did it because Spielberg's like this thing doesn't fucking work. I hate it. Like we're 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 gonna do something here. I'm gonna try something here. You know what I'm saying? And and that's that's how Jaws works. You know what I'm saying? It, it works. You know for the fact that you know like uh, Spielberg was thinking economically. You know what I'm saying? It's just I gotta find out how to fucking make this movie scary. And um, just, uh, you know, just figured it out from there. He, he just made, like, accidental brilliance, you know, with it. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just everybody's like, oh, we're going to do it like Spielberg now. And he's like, no, that's, you know, well, fine. You know what I'm saying? If that's how you take it, you know, that's how it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah. Um... Somebody's hammering upstairs. I know. It's okay. Um, anyways. You can just but... do, you go Scrooge on it. Like, could you please... Hold the hammering. For the <laughs> love of God, add your own body. Can you please stop the goddamn hammering now, please? Yeah, um, it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> but no, like it's 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 it definitely still like I could imagine how like just being in the theater and just watching kids who had never experienced it before just sitting there, uh, just actively just being like. Uh, stunned by like how terrifying and effective a movie like made like way before their time like when their when their parents were kids their age and shit and just be like oh, oh my god like I like like I said like I used to show my niece and nephew movies like that all the time and shit and watching them like there's one particular movie but I'm not gonna mention it because I want to save it for that particular discussion where uh they 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 literally fucking flew through the goddamn ceiling they were so uh, terrified by it. 
and it just literally flew through the ceiling. Like almost literally and shit. Like they 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 nearly hit the fucking roof. You know what I'm saying? By one particular scene in this movie, and it it just filled me with so much joy. I know that's fucked up thing to to, to say. It sounds fucked up, but no, it, it it really did. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, when especially when it's a movie you like and if you're like it still works. You know what I'm saying? It's just like yeah. It, 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 there's a there's a there's a certain amount of joy that that that, that is had there like when, when you experience something like that and um like i said like i don't i don't like i i, I find it dull as a whole but like you know the, it's parts of it where i just find it you know great um uh the the opening sequence uh the the attack on alex uh kittner like yeah, when, that's great. Well, the thing is, like, I that's I was going to say. I was like, I do wish. Cause I've only seen pictures. I don't know if they ever actually like, if the footage will ever see the light of day. But um, like they like there's like, the, the the picture of like they actually showed showing the shark eating Alice Kittner. Yeah. Was fucking scary as shit. And I was like, where's the movie? You basically, just see him as like, he's an explosion of blood essentially. Yeah. And I was like, that's 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 its own thing. But I was like, the sea actually get him get eaten would have been so much fucking worse. But I would have loved to have seen that. But like. Whatever. <laughs> nah, yeah. Um, also, like, with Spielberg... Uh, and then that's another thing we are talking about. Like, I remember we was having this discussion about, uh, like, you know, filmmakers being inspired by, like, films or filmmakers that, you know, they grew up on, where uh, Spielberg uses the, the vertigo shot to, to, you know, to visualize the terror. And, Which then yeah. everybody else ripped off. It's funny, because he was, like, he was doing an homage, and everybody homaged him. yeah. Like oh like yeah like you know that 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 shot from Jaws and it's like it's the Vertigo shot because he took it from Vertigo, you know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, but and, like also like the, the 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 climax of the movie like like particularly like because the movie's really just two movies in one, like you know the the first half is like you know them dealing with the terror of the shark attacking the beach, and then the second half is the hunt for Jaws <laughs> and shit where you have uh, Brody. And um, Quint and um, what's Richard Dreyfuss character's name? It's Cooper. Escaping? Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say Cooper it... and the, the, the one. They're, okay, the one thing about the the because the, the thing you're mentioning is actually the one thing that I will kind of acquiesce to you on a little bit is um, I feel like when it moves from that part of the movie to the part of the movie when they're on the boat hunting for Jaws. Yeah. It loses a lot of the fucking momentum that it had up to that point. Yeah. It kind of becomes its own thing, and also it kind of loses to some extent my favorite part of the um, beginning of the, part of the movie. Because the thing that I think is the best part, again, the thing that kind of sold me on the movie when I was watching it as an adult was um, I really love the dialogue, especially the dialogue between um, Scheider's character and uh, Dreyfus's character. Because they're both like um, very, they, they're really great comedic foils, and also there's like even the stuff that isn't dialogue. Like one of my favorite things is um, when Hooper comes to dinner, um, and like um, Brody's like sitting at the table and he's just having he's having a time, and um, he just sits down instantly as Hooper's like, "Is anyone eating that?" And just like just starts like eating from the table, and then like uh, he brought the two bottles of wine. And like um, uh, Brody starts pouring an entire fucking tumbler of wine. Like you know you might want to bring. Like, Never mind. <laughs> and just like <laughs> and then like, but it's like all of that shit is just so good. Like the two of them, 
that I'm just like, that's the part that kind of bums me out in the latter half of the movie isn't there because like, it's more of like them. It's, it's becomes kind of a three man show between like basically the three of them kind of like, they're almost all like representing like, the id, the ego, the superhero. Like they're all kind of like fighting for control of like this situation and the shark. And I don't think it's as interesting as the stuff that came before it. But I do think it's cool. That's what that is what mm-hmm. the thing that make, that keeps, stops me from being people who are like, Jaws is a perfect film. I was like, first of all, I don't think that exists. But second of all, I was like, I would argue that it's not purely because I think there's elements in that second era of the film that drag. Um, but also it's watching it with the hindsight of watching it 50 years after it came out. So mm. that's also a factor, but yes, to your point, you're you're not wrong. There definitely is kind of like two movies in one. Yeah, you know, and uh, it, I mean, like, like the, the the issue, like when they 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 fucking chasing after Jaws and all that stuff is is it's fairly exciting. And also, I love uh, Sh- uh, Shaw's monologue. Yeah, no, no, that's the... brilliant. That's why everybody says that that's the greatest monologue in history. And I'm like, that's I can't disagree with you. Like, that's he's fucking amazing in that scene. Like, it's just mm. like. It's funny because like everything you hear about him is he's such a fucking dick, Richard Dreyfus, but like his performance in that movie, I was just like he's fucking great, like he is yeah. just spectacular. Like really, like that that fucking monologue is wonderful. No, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, what I'm saying like it, it's so great. Like it, it's almost kind of a bummer when he does get killed off. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like you, you think uh, uh, Richard Dreyfus is dead, and it's left to uh, Roy Scheider to. Uh, take it, take take Jaws down. I like how we just we just decided that the shark is named Jaws. I think like everybody like, calls the shark Jaws. Like, yeah. the only other choice is to call him Bruce. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that Spielberg named the shark Bruce after his lawyer. Yes, <laughs> and um, I mean, like, I mean, like, but movies constantly do that uh the, the name of the creature from the crate and creep show was fluffy you know what i'm saying like like the, like the, the creatures always get a name on set you know what i'm saying <laughs> but it's just like bruce bruce the shark but no he's jaws you know what i'm saying uh <laughs> and like you know you lead to that that to that one of cinema's most iconic moments you know what i'm saying with the, the smile you son of a bitch you know well, what i'm I saying i still love that like peter benchley apparently like vehemently opposed that because they was like that's not realistic um and i was like i'm not saying it is because honestly i don't think i i don't have no reason not to believe that's true but um i do think that the two things that spielberg has going for him is a the thing that he had said where he's just like if i still have them by this point they'll go with me to the end which is yeah. true and he's right second setups and payoffs they set up in that, but when they first get on the boat, when there's that whole thing where like they the um, the tanks get loose and Dreyfus is like, God damn it, Martin! It's like, you get, if you fuck with these, they'll blow up. And it's like, so you set that up, and then when you do that last thing, you pay it off. So I was like, all of this is Spielberg being correct, eventually being wrong, but also my other thing is I feel like eventually it's funny because like eventually wrote a book. That was a fine blueprint, but Spielberg did literally everything better than the book. Yeah. Like, I remember reading the book after seeing the movie, and I was like, wow. 
like Spielberg made every choice better. Like it's just like every like he read this book and was just like, oh hey, there's things about this that I like. There's also a lot of this that sucks. I'm gonna take up the stuff that sucks. And like he did it. And I was like, God bless him for it. Like I think I was like, I'm sure Benjamin doesn't like that, but I was just like, there are so many things in that book that don't fucking work. But like fucking Spielberg recognized that and managed to make a fucking masterpiece out of that. So I'm like, God bless him, like for having that just insight into like looking at a piece of fucking art and being like, nope, there's a better way to do this. No, yeah, like, uh, and if I remember correctly, the um, Benchley was on set for for a bit before he was eventually kicked off. Well, he's he had a cameo. He's the guy who's like uh, that does the little um, the news footage where he's like the beautiful white sand beaches. That guy, yeah. that's Peter Benchley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like the. He he was he was from if I remember correctly he was annoyed about the changes. Oh, I'm sure he was. He's an he was, was, Yeah, and then uh, they told him to fuck off and never come back. Well, I you remember. Like, but to be fair, I feel like that set was probably hell anyway. Because I know that's by virtue. Like I remember um, hearing that Spielberg. Um, it was such a nightmarish experience shooting all the water stuff um, that um, he left the day before uh, and let them finish shooting without him. Which I guess now is now a tradition, but I guess the whole thing was because he was afraid he was gonna get tossed overboard. So like he was just like, okay, bye guys, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go home. But uh, you got this from here, it's fine, we're good. And then yeah. like, and it was just like, um, but yeah, so like, I mean, by all accounts, being on that set was not a pleasant experience anyway. <laughs> so like, eventually, at least you got, you probably sold a shitload more copies because of this, so be happy. You're, you're, you should be a happy, happy man. Yeah, and like, and it, 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 I think it's because of Jaws where, like, you know, you have that uh, um, age of, like, like Hollywood uh, um, tip where it's like, never shoot on water. Yeah. Like, like, open water. Never shoot on open water because, like, water is the most, like, unpredictable uh, thing that you, like, if you could shoot in the studio, like, you know, in a controlled, like, environment, do that. Never shoot out on the actual ocean because well, you Well, to be fair, and that, that wasn't a thing until, because like, I, I think it took um, one of the greatest technical minds in the history of filmmaking in James Cameron to finally figure it out when, like, he basically would create those giant fucking tanks for, like, Titanic yeah. and shit. So he didn't have to go out in the fucking ocean. Oh, well, he, he did that. Oh. He did. He did that way back in the, the abyss. Where they no, I know, but I'm just saying. Like he, like it's like I know that he doesn't fucking. It's like he he was always trying to find a better way, and he finally did. Which is why when he did fucking um, Avatar two, it was like none of it was fucking. It was like we ain't going on any fucking nature. It's like all of this is shit I'm building and controlling. Yeah, yeah, totally, and uh, um, yeah, and like I think. But that tip comes from like how much of a nightmare it was to shoot Jaws, you know. Saying not just between the unpredictability of the water, but also also like you know, Bruce kept malfunctioning on them, you know. I'm saying and just like it didn't work, and I know like the the Spielberg I think like was on the verge of a nervous breakdown and shit just because like all the difficult difficulties he had shooting this movie. So it's like the 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 fact that the movies is you know so to speak, is as good as it is, is just a, a miracle. But, like, it also, should, you know, gives credit to just how masterful filmmaker Spielberg is. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the fact that he, you know, every every problem he had and he, he made, you know, a, a, a cinema classic with it, you know? 
like I said, I'm I'm not his biggest fan, but like I I totally respect respect that, and I respect him as a filmmaker. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, all all the credit in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this was like what his third movie? Yeah, well, I think I still think it's like amazing. Is like I also remember like, I hear I remember hearing that um he was in line to direct uh, Superman, and the exact words were, "We'll see how that fish movie does first. And then by the time that like Jaws came out, they were like, "Yeah, yeah, Superman, come on, buddy!" And it was just like, "Oh no, I've already done. It. I'm working on something else." And it was just like, "Oh, you motherfucker!" Like it was just <laughs> like, and it was just like, "Hey, man, you could have had him. You just didn't trust him." Right. And like, I mean, like, but I think I also think it was also it was perfect. It was just like, I think it was also like a perfect storm of like you had fucking Spielberg when he was like first coming out of the gate with like. All of his, I mean, because he, I mean, it wasn't his first horror movie because his first horror movie was uh, Duel. Duel. But like, it was like his first like big like budget horror movie. Yeah. And um, but he already had an idea of how to do it, obviously, because Duel was very well made. Oh yeah. Um, and then um, you <clears throat> take that, and then you get this amazing cast of like, cause, I mean, like really from top to bottom. Everybody in the cast is fucking good. Like, it's, even the people who have, like, one lot. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, um, like there's, like, one bit of dialogue um, that I always love, even though it's so fucking, like, whatever. But, like, where um, there's, like, an old man in a shop chastising uh, the delivery guy for not bringing him the things. Like, you haven't got a single thing I ordered. Not a beach ball. Not a beach umbrella. It's like, it's like... And it's just like I just I it's like it's it's so it, I don't know I just love it and I don't know why it's just like it's everybody in the movie from like the biggest star in Roy Scheider to like the most nothing part where a guy where you know you can so see his face on camera <laughs> it's just like everybody in the movie came to play and like the only real massive flaw is the mayor's jackets which are literally the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I remember the first time that I saw this in high definition, I was like, that's, that jacket, not only is that a choice, that was a poor choice. That was the worst choice I've ever seen anyone make in my life. Like, your only choice when seeing that jacket should have been killing it with fire and never seeing it again. But no, <laughs> you, you somehow made the choice to not only buy it, but wear it throughout this film. And then you, you change it to a only slightly better piece of shit stripe jacket. Wow. Wow, Mayor, how did you get elected? I wouldn't have voted for you. You Not only were you trying to kill people, but you wore ter- terrible clothes. Nothing about you is positive. I don't have a single positive thing to say about you, Mayor. And then, and then after all that, they still voted for him because he's still Mayor yeah, Jaws too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. and then like, but yeah, so I'm saying, like, we already met Shaw is great, and like, as in, like, Dreyfus is great, Schrader is great, like, everyone. Like, just, like, that's why, like, I do think that the thing is, like, the thing that sucked, though, was that, like, because this was, like, such a like iconic thing so fast that like it ultimately kind of led to people because I I I I'm sure they probably were fine with it by the, the towards like closer to the end of their lives but I know like Roy Scheider and stuff where it's like it became kind of his iconic part and I don't think he ever really wanted that I think yeah. he was a guy who wanted to be like an actor is one of the, like a character actor, and then it was just like he was a big star. I know he did Jaws too, like against his like wishes. It was just like, yeah, I'll do it so I can get out of doing a contract. 
and it's just like just so I can get the fuck out of this. But like, ultimately, the series is very much like diminishing returns. But like, oh, that's for damn sure. (laughs) (laughs) But the whole thing with the first one is that like, it really boils down to being kind of the best of both worlds. Of it's very much um, a big fucking monster movie. Like, the same thing that Spielberg would have grown up on. Mm. But it's also, at the same time, like, the movies that kind of created the golden age of Hollywood in, like, the um, 60s and 70s of, like, basically just dialogue pieces. Like, Five Easy Pieces or, like, um, Easy Rider. Like, whatever. Like Movies that are about people talking. Yeah. And this is both. I think ultimately the thing that that kind of makes it stand out even to this day is that it's kind of a movie perfectly of its time, but also weirdly kind of out of time because like it still like kind of it's it's obviously dated because it it feels very 70s, but it also it's still it feels so kind of sharp that it still plays. Yeah. No, no, you're 100% right, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of my feelings on it, and I feel like I'm going to rewatch it later on down the line and finally get it, which makes this this discussion pointless. (laughs) (laughs) Everything you're saying is is spot on. Like, everything I'm saying is going to be irrelevant. You're like, (laughs) I get it now. This This movie's a masterpiece. It's wonderful. Oh, and then it's just like, yeah, but you're on record saying you, you think it kind of sucks. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, well, you know, that's that's the nature of discussion. When it goes do, out it'll to... be like the uh, like that Simpsons episode like when they do like Mr. Black. <laughs> like it just like have Rob re-record all of his sections where it's just like it's like, yes, brilliant film, love the film, wonderful film, masterpiece. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's been like yeah, and it's like this this has been a long time coming too because um. I, I did the uh, um, the film feast um, for the whole um, the series on the, the Indiana Jones movies, and I talked to Temple of Doom, uh, where it was me and Matt and uh, uh, James and um, Lexi uh, and uh, uh, Lindsay. And uh, I can't believe I almost forgot Lindsay. Um, and it's like I remember, like there was like seventy five of you. It's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, like there was there was mad of us. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, we didn't even know James was going to be a part of that episode. He just he showed up. It was, <laughs> and it was just like, oh well, like you know, we got a full house here. And then I remember, like we were talking Spielberg, and then Jaws came up, and you know, saying that oh, like the Jaws. And I was like, wait a minute. Y'all Jaws fans in here? <laughs> let me. I like, me... like you have your surprise. There's a bunch of like cinema people that are like, "Oh, you guys like Jaws? Oh, okay. I thought we were real cinema fans, but I guess maybe not." <laughs> no, no, not even maybe like that. I'm the only one. No, no, it, it was more like, "Oh shit, I'm in a room full of Jaws fans. Let me back away from the conversation that is about to transpire about how much they like Jaws." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, Rob I... the mic, goes, goes, have a sandwich, <laughs> and it comes back. <laughs> So it's like, like, yeah, it's just like, like, hey, how do you feel about Jaws, Rob? It's fine. <laughs> it's, uh, I will come back in 15 minutes. <laughs> no, but like, 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 like I've stated 
uh, uh, during this discussion, you know, my 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 feelings, and, and like also with Friday the Thirteenth, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, what I'm saying I'm, I'm just a, one man with one opinion uh, on both movies, but uh, obviously these movies have endured for a reason, you know. So, quite possibly, who gives a fuck what I think? <laughs> I mean, I do, but like that—that's that's that's fine. I mean, like I don't know. I, as I said, there used to be a time when I uh, would have agreed with you. It's just that time is not the same anymore. But I, I now, like, I see both sides of it now in a way that I didn't before. But I mean, I don't think that you're wrong necessarily. Um, well, about Friday the 13th, kind of. But about Jaws, I understand. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, this has been uh, our 51st episode, the Rob Sadness special. <laughs> um, we hope you've enjoyed Rob Sadness. Um, I know that I have. Um, <laughs> um, if you're looking for us on social media, you will inevitably find us pretty much anywhere you look uh, under Chainsaw's Claws. Um, and looking for us uh, podcast-wise, well, you've already found us because you're listening to us right now, but hypothetically, if you're like listening with somebody else, which, I mean, good for you. Thank you for that. Appreciate the, the sharing of the, the knowledge and the, the wonder. It's magic wonder. Um, but if you are listening, you can find us and at least all the major ones. I know that we're on Audible, Amazon Music, um, Spotify is where our home base, uh, Apple Podcasts, but I think all the smaller ones too. So, I mean... Wherever you could hope to find us, you probably can. And until next time, we will see you later. Bye.